Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. Here we connect the dots between God's Word and your real life experiences, challenges, and successes. Join us as we all get closer to living out God's purposes and His abundant life designed just for us. God bless you. Isaiah 49 and 6 from the easy version of the Bible. And this is what it says. As my servant, I have a greater job for you to do. It will not only be to make Jacob's tribes strong again. It will not only be to bring back Israel's people that I have kept safe. It will also be your job to bring light to the other nations. You will show people all over the world that I have the power to save them. I'd like to use for a subject this afternoon for this noonday service, Alpha and Omega. Alpha and Omega. So upon praying about today's word, I was looking for some new and grand revelation, something to tell you that would really excite you. But the Lord said, no, today's word should be a reminder that the blood still works that the things of old still work, that God's promises still come to pass. And so today I've been given seven points to challenge you and to remind you about things that you have heard before, but perhaps you need a reminder of. So, as you listen today, remember this is a challenge that you're being issued to, to go about and fulfill these things, to do what the Lord says. So as our reminders, first thing is you need to be born again. Salvation is the way of the cross to all believers. It is God giving us a gift that we could not gain on our own, something we couldn't do for ourselves. We just celebrated the gift of Jesus during the Christmas season. What was that all about? It was about God coming to earth to reconcile us to him. Not waiting for us to make the first move. But he made the first move. And now ball, the ball's in our court. Accept the gift. Without that, nothing shall be made possible. And nothing even makes sense. So the first thing is salvation. The second thing we're reminded of is discipleship. Following Jesus, 
Sometimes it's called servanthood, serving God by serving others. We may be called the children of God, which we are, joint heirs. It's all the same thing. When we give our life to Christ, we become his ambassadors, his advocates. We live for him. It is no longer about us, but it's all about him. Yes, it's challenging, but it is absolutely worth it to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. The third thing is communication. Prayer. Remember when Jacob stayed up all night communicating with God, fighting with him? But in the end, God won. He always does. And ultimately, so did Jacob. What about Moses when he went up to Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments? He got those Ten Commandments and he came back down with his face glowing from being in the presence of the Lord. That's what happens when we're in communication with him. And then what about Elijah on Mount Carmel praying for God to show up like never before? And boy, did he. And then there was Jesus praying and sweating blood in the Garden of Gethsemane before going to the cross. Those are just a few examples of how prayer changes things because it changes us. Communication with God. It is a privilege like no other. Don't neglect it this year. So we have salvation. We have discipleship. We have prayer. And what about giving? That's the fourth thing. Giving of ourselves, our money, our time, our resources to the kingdom of God. Lots of people I know are praying and hoping for material wealth this year. A whole lot of money, a whole lot of success. But remember what we used to sing in church? And maybe we still do. You can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. The more you give, the more he gives to you. But keep on giving because it's really true. You can't beat God's giving no matter how you try. So I want to issue a challenge to you in 2024 to give God the first tenth of your income, at least 
Give more if you can, if you're willing, if you're bold enough. And then save the second tenth and live off the 80%. Now, does it say anywhere in the Bible that you give 10, you save 10, you live off of 80? No, it doesn't say that. So I'm saying to you, pray about it and decide if you can and should do it. But I'm saying to you also that just the discipline and the heart to give God first is going to bless you. And that part is very spiritual, very scriptural. It's in the Bible. And then if you have the mindset to save 10% and live off of 80% of your income, that's going to take faith for a whole lot of us. Discipline and obedience to God. Can you do it? I believe you can. Give it your best effort and watch God bless it. The fifth thing, as we go back to our text for today, God says to the prophet, first of all, I want you to make Jacob's tribe strong again and bring back Israel's people. In today's language, speaking to us, that might say to us that we need to make our own family strong to bring back the lost and the wayward ones that have gone astray, forgiving them, putting our arms around them, encompassing them, standing in the gap for them. God wants us to be salt and light to those around us in our own family, our own household our church family, our community, our work environment, the people we come in contact with every day. Our neighbor right across the street, next door. They see you. They know you. They see what things you do and what things you say. So be a leader for Christ. I have this quote taped to my bathroom door. It says, if your actions inspire others to dream more, to learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. I think you are that. God is making you that. You're a leader. But then number six, number six says, the text goes further. God says this also to the prophet. He says, it will also be your job to bring light to the other nations. You will show people all over the world that I have the power to save them. 
You see, God always wants us to grow, to do more, to be bigger. Yes, he wants us to infiltrate our own environment right where we are. But he doesn't want us to just stay there. He gives us desires and mandates that are bigger than us. Things that we cannot achieve apart from him. He wants us to make a difference in our world for him. What is he giving you to do today that is bigger than you? What dream is it that's bigger than you that you can't accomplish without God? He told the disciples, he said, don't send the 5,000 away hungry. You feed them. And with Jesus's supernatural power, they did that and more. God is enlarging our territory today. Not for our glory, but for his. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without me. Please, Lord, don't do it without me. And then finally, number seven. We close with this. Our topic today is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Jesus Christ is our beginning and he is our end. Salvation is the key and without that, nothing happens. Give your life today. Don't waste another moment. Life is precious and tomorrow is not promised. Look around at all those missing from the table that used to be there sitting with us. The naysayers, the doubters, the skeptics, and the evil ones say that following Christ is lame and of no benefit. Not so. Even the demons know that. They know Jesus and tremble. True believers of Jesus Christ are the leaders of this world. The strongest, the smartest, the most capable people on the planet because God is the source of their strength, of our strength. Today is your day. This is your time to live for Christ and not just give him your life and sit down, but give him your life and work because you're grateful for what he gives us and what he does for us. Pray this prayer with me and start your life brand new. Lord, I admit that I am a sinner 
and I can do nothing to save myself. So I accept the gift of eternal life that Jesus offers me. I know that he died on the cross in my place and rose from the grave with all power. I give my life to him this day. Now it is not me who lives, but Jesus who lives through me. Give me the strength to live this born again life in Jesus. In his name I pray. Amen. Amen today, everybody. God's word. Not a new revelation, but a reminder that it begins and ends with salvation. And then we have discipleship, prayer and communication with God, giving of ourselves, our time, our talent. Being there, standing in the gap, salt and light for our neighbors across the street and our neighbors across the globe. Lord, you know all about us. And Lord, we ask that you would help us study your word, meditate on it, and do what we should do. God bless you on today, everybody. I hope the word has been helpful to you, that you have been inspired by it. I thank you for joining us. And we did not want to miss this first Wednesday of the new year, speaking to you and encouraging you. I will not be able to have noonday service anymore this month in January due to several different um, obligations. So we are pausing after today through the end of January and we will resume our noonday worship on Wednesday, February 7th. And I will send out reminders to you. But thank you. I know that you're going to go out and be great for God. Let us repeat our benediction. The Lord make you, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Let us all say amen. I love you and you can't do a thing about it. God bless you.